promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. It's 5 a.m. and your alarm goes off. In a sleepy haze, you slowly find the willpower to get out of bed and get ready for work. It's a Monday morning and all you can think about is, why, oh, why is the weekend over? Now, I'm not saying that this scene relates to everyone, but I suspect that at some point in everyone's life, we've had a job that inspired us to, well, stay in bed. You know, it was a job that paid the bills, but there was no passion for or connection with the actual role. The key elements to having a great job, a role that goes beyond completing tasks, is when we have goals. Having a focus and direction toward personal and professional growth and overall self-improvement. That is the true difference between having just a job and a position that puts us on a true career path. This week, we feature two organizations that help to train, mentor, and educate individuals who are entering a new career. Like I said, I have progressive views. I also have progressive looks. So down south, down home, people kind of side-eye me and think that I'm about to either steal something or fight something. And up here, I don't feel that. As Brian Lutz describes, Greater Philadelphia is a welcoming community where opportunity is waiting for those who want to advance, where people can learn and grow their careers, regardless of their background. We had the chance to sit down with Brian and learn how one organization helped him go from dreading his job to being excited about his new career. Pat Callahan, executive director of an impressive nonprofit organization called Tech Impact, joined our conversation to explain how this national group is helping students realize their dreams of success. The team at Tech Impact offers a unique program. It's known as IT Works, and it's for individuals that are just like Brian, who know that a traditional college path is not a fit for them. We asked Pat to describe what Tech Impact is. So generally, I would just describe us as a nonprofit organization that focuses really in two areas. The first is in capacity building, meaning that we help other nonprofits. We provide technology services, support, and education to nonprofit organizations here in Philadelphia and really across the country. And that takes a lot of different forms, you know, anything from a managed services, we're managing the back office for some 250 organizations, to project-based work. The other side of what Tech Impact really does is workforce development. Okay. And we focus on training, in particular, young folks for jobs in technology. And how did your team come about? How long have you been around? And was there a problem to be solved, if you will? You know, this goes back about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to tell you it was my brainchild. It wasn't. (laughs) The organization was founded by Microsoft, actually. So Microsoft saw a unique need in the market. For one, they're obviously close to technology and then develop a lot of software. And you could imagine nonprofits coming to them and asking them for help and to solve their problems around technology. And so they identified this as a need in the market, and they decided to pilot an organization called NPower in Seattle. And this is you know, back probably 16, 17 years ago. And when they felt that was successful, and the whole design of the organization was exactly what I said, is to provide capacity building to other nonprofit organizations. When they saw that was successful, they opened that up 
into multiple markets. And they would provide some initial funding, but it also needed to be funded locally matched. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here in Philadelphia, my predecessor, Lisa Schulach, started the organization by writing that RFP to Microsoft, and she found the matching funding from the William Penn Foundation here in Philadelphia. Nice. And the real, without you know going down this pun path, the real impact you guys are having a tech impact is in preparing people through job training programs. And one of the things we really want to focus on today is called IT Works. Share with us a little bit about the origin of IT Works, and then that's where we can segue into bringing in our friend Brian Lutz, who's joining us as well. But Patrick, it sounds like your team really adapted to the needs of the marketplace right after that Great Recession you were referencing in in the 08-09 timeframe and came up with some solutions. Yeah, interestingly enough, it's a model that we saw and our board of directors saw from one of our sister organizations. So NPower New York had really started workforce development programs. They were the first ones to really adopt that in the NPower network, and we Mm -hmm. learned from that. And I loved it. And here's why I loved it, because while it's awesome to help nonprofits with their technology, and we do a lot of that, obviously, there's a disconnect to the community, right? We're helping the nonprofits who are helping the community, Mm -hmm. and we don't get that direct touch and feel. And what I loved about the workforce development programs is it really put us squarely in the community, right? We're now helping people, and we're helping them you know, with something really important, which is to obtain skills in an in-demand field and put them into jobs where they're earning a sustainable wage. And that's where our friend Brian comes into play. Because, Brian, you've had the privilege, it sounds like, to go through and complete this pretty comprehensive program that Tech Impact puts on called IT Works. Share with us a little bit about that experience. It was uh, totally, like you said, totally comprehensive yeah. uh, from beginning to end. Starts with the very, very basics for a lot of people who haven't had very much experience but are you know interested dabbling in technology right. and fully trains you up to be an integral part of the workforce in an IT setting. Right. And in a way that's a little bit more structured and goes beyond your casual use, if you will, because I know from my experiences and and I suspect from yours as well, we all use computers. We Mm -hmm. all kind of are involved in gaming or in some sort of computer touch point. But it's not really a part of our career path necessarily unless we choose to make it that way. And it sounds like that's a door that presented itself that you chose to step through. Right. I've always been interested in technology. In high school, I took computer engineering classes and completed both of those and was on my way to getting my A-plus certification, which is like an industry standard certification that can really get you in the door in most places. But after high school, I kind of fell apart with my schooling, didn't pursue it how I should have, got wrapped up in just getting out there and and making my own money and being an independent person. So when I decided that I wanted to go back to school Mm -hmm. or some sort of schooling. I was already on my own and wrapped up in working 40, 50 hours a week sure. at a minimum wage job. So the hurdles to kind of really embrace a career-oriented path were really significant. How did you hear about IT Works? I was actually working at a bike shop in South Philadelphia. Hmm. Uh, My friend Mikey told me about this program he was going into. He said it was all free and 
It was, like I said, totally comprehensive. Yeah. On the outside, it sounded kind of sketchy to me. Right. Because I was just going to ask you about that because it sounded kind of sketchy to me, too. Yeah. So You're like, it, dude, is that for real? <laughs> it sounded like a, like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, exactly. And read more into it, and I was like, what's the harm in applying for it? Right. Or at least checking it out a little bit more. Make sure Mikey's not going totally crazy. Exactly. Exactly. And he uh, he completed the course. I didn't make it into his class. I applied yep. too late. Yeah. But I made it into the next one. Got a call while I was eating a slice of pizza mm-hmm. in Center City. It was a milestone moment for you. It when was. You got that call. I know. It those, was. I know that feeling. And it was extremely loud when I was taking the call. Yeah. Lots of horns honking and and people talking around me. So I definitely thought I was not going to get in. But they called me for a second interview and got started. That's great. Is it a competitive process? Like. Could you have gotten rejected, if you will? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, there were over 100 applicants wow. for my class. And 20-ish, 20 or less got yeah. accepted. Wow. That's um, really competitive. Yeah. That's and great. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and how long ago was that? Gosh, uh, probably about a year ago. Okay. Yeah, I want to say a year. Yeah. And it's an 11-week classroom program that's supplemented by a five-week internship program. So we're talking 16 weeks out of your life that you're really focused on. And this is full-time, right? Right, right. It was 9 to 3.30 every day, I think. Yeah. And are you complementing that with uh, another full or part-time job to you know be able to continue to live, right? Right. I was working as much as I could at that bike shop. Yep. 35 hours if they would allow me. Yep. So that's a real uh, credit to you for one, hearing what Mike had to say, two, sticking with it because, you know, he got in the program and you had to wait 16 weeks or so or mm-hmm. at least 10 weeks or so before you could apply for the next program and you stuck with it mm-hmm. and you got accepted and now you're in a position of a little bit more of a career path it sounds like cuz you know, tell us what you were doing before. You were working in retail, you were working in a restaurant, but none of those were really career-oriented, if you will. Is that fair? Yeah. For the longest time, I thought I was going to live and die in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be what I did for the rest of my life, and that's right. not... I didn't enjoy it. Right. I, I actually I hated it. It is very demanding and very physically demanding for the amount of money that you make. So I knew that's not what I wanted to do, but I was st- stuck in a loop. So I am excited to present our first graduate, Anthony Bazell. Anthony interned here at Pierce College and earned his Cisco IT Essentials certification. Here at a recent Tech Impact graduation ceremony, we are with a room full of excited family members who eagerly watch their loved ones receive their diploma from the IT Works program. It's clear that these students have dedicated many hours to successfully complete their courses and earn their certification. As the graduates assemble in the front of the room, they're greeted by their faculty members, and we can actually feel the pride radiating from each of the students as they receive their diplomas. Their hard work and dedication to this novel program has prepared them to start an exciting career in the technical services field. And it's thanks to the important roles, trainer, educator, mentor, career coach, all provided by the team at Tech Impact. And I guess where I want to turn next, Patrick, is how common is Brian's story? I mean, you must come across a lot of folks who have interest in this space but don't really know how to channel it. So it's really common, unfortunately, because here in Philadelphia, what we know is, you know, unemployment's probably hovering around four, four and a half percent, something Mm -hmm. like that, right? But yet it's one of the highest poverty rates in the country. And when you look at youth, young people between the ages of 18 to 26 who are out of school, out of work, without a college degree, in Philadelphia, that represents about 12% unemployment. 
Mm. So three times, you know, the rate of unemployment. So we need programs like this because when you take a look at the demand side, you know, when you're at 4% unemployment and in a field as hot as tech, you need people. Right. So here we've got these people and they're needed over here. So how do we bridge that? Right. And uh, this is a program that helps to make that bridge. And share with us, how long has the program been in place? How many people have gone through it? And are you able to measure, you know, the outcomes, the results, the impact? Yeah. So the program's been in place about about eight years, although I will say the first year was a total failure. Mm-hmm. And then we took a step back and kind of redesigned it and then went out with the program uh, that, that Brian went through and is still in place today. In that time, we've, uh, in fact, we're pretty proud to say this year we've we're graduating our 500th person through that program. Wow! And as, in terms of the outcomes, you know, what we know about that is uh, 90% of the people that come into the program finish it, which is high, but that speaks to you know the competitiveness uh, to get in there. And uh, about 80% will achieve their A plus certification, which really is the gateway to a job. And six months after graduation, we know that 70% of our graduates are working full time in IT, fully benefited. That's great. That's really great. So, Brian, I want to shift back, and, and if you don't mind, I want to be part of your experience. So take us back a year or so ago, and you're enjoying a slice of pizza, your your mobile phone rings, and you're informed that you have this opportunity to participate in the IT Works program through Tech Impact. What do you think you would be if the answer that you received on that phone call was different? Where would you be today? I would either be working still in retail, mm-hmm. making $8 an hour, $9, whatever I was making, or I would have been back in a kitchen because that's what I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. I had looked into going to community college and getting started with that, but the, the money aspect, even though you know community college is a lot cheaper, right. the, the money aspect and the, the time and commitment, six months, a year, two years, whatever you needed to complete your classes, it just didn't pan out to me. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't seem like something I would be able to do and survive just with the amount of bills and, and the amount that I was getting paid at the time. Right. And today you're a network technician. And um, what do you share with a young person who is, you know, kind of rudderless, I guess is the best way to say it. And you're trying to think about what's next in your life and you have had this experience. What kind of guidance or advice would you give to somebody who? comes to you and say, you know, tell me about that program you went through. I would honestly tell them, take whatever opportunities present themselves to you, Mm -hmm. because you never know what's going to be that life-changing shift that you need, you know, as long as you're not doing something that's negative to your life, as long as you're not doing something that's going to hurt you in the long run, go with it. I took a dive. Luckily, I had a very supportive partner, my fiance, Shannon. She was able to support me through all of this. So mm-hmm. even though I was working a lot less, I was still able to go through the program and maintain you know, bills and, and paying for all the things that I had. Sure. But your friends will support you. Your family, if, you, if they're around, will support you. To hear the key tips Brian Lutz has for others who want to change their career, head online for the full interview at 1210wphd.com slash select. Next up, how a 100-year-old company stays competitive in the dynamic engineering industry. Greater Philadelphia is an economic powerhouse. As citizens of Philadelphia, we contribute to the fifth largest economy in the world with a population of approximately 6.3 million people. For more information on Philadelphia's economic impact, visit selectgreaterphl.com. 
or listen to the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast at radio.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Villanova University, a proud investor of select Greater Philadelphia Council. The only Augustinian Catholic university in the nation, Villanova values a personalized experience where teachers and students are partners in learning and scholarly inquiry. Learn more about Villanova University at villanova.edu. Hey, everybody, it's Matt. My team and I at Select Greater Philadelphia are so proud to bring you the Growing Greater Philadelphia program. These amazing stories of business success, economic development, and transformational projects are really inspiring, and we hope you agree. We extend a very special thanks to the team at Stradley Ronan, a regional law firm with more than 200 attorneys representing private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. Without their belief in us at Select Greater Philadelphia, we could not do what we do every day to showcase the business assets of our 11-county neighborhood as we work to attract new companies and new jobs to our community. Learn more about Stradley Ronin at Stradley.com and join me in thanking the team at Stradley Ronin for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. NBC 10 and Select Greater Philadelphia are proud to partner on the Growing Greater Philadelphia television program. Watch stories of economic development and business success from across the 11 counties of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania at NBCPhiladelphia.com slash news slash Growing Greater Philadelphia. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. From the city to the suburbs. Stories about how our region is thriving and transforming to maintain success we need to evolve grow and be innovative now this is true personally and professionally and it's also true for companies large and small as a multidisciplined engineering firm the team at wick fisher white has been adapting and innovating for over 100 years Wick Fisher White's Tony DiLeonardo and Jessica Thornton share with us how their company values and builds on their internal and external relationships to help educate their clients and to train the next generation of skilled workers. Here, Tony explains how entrenched their company is in Greater Philadelphia and in their industry, despite the fact that their company name has changed several times over the years. We have tremendous roots in Philadelphia. Uh, we started out in 1901 as Isaac Hathaway Francis, and he started uh, the firm, and ownership changed. It became uh, Moody and Hutchison, mm-hmm. and then Moody, Hutchison, Goltz and Wick, Goltz and Wick, Goltz, Wick and Fisher, Wick and Fisher, Wick, Fisher, and White, and then in 1992, we incorporated, stopped changing names when it became Wick, Fisher, White. Nice. And there's been a couple ownership changes since. I took over in 2013 with a new group. And uh, we've been thriving ever since. That history almost sounds like it could be a quiz for some of uh, the colleagues who work at Wick Fisher White. <laughs> well, it was easy because I, uh, I wrote a lot of the history. I look back. We have a book in our office about all the projects in the past since 1920. Yeah, that's very cool. I love that because, you know, the foundation for success is often based on our past. So it's great that you're able to learn from how the company has evolved over time. 
We have tremendous history. I mean, I was looking uh, today some of the projects, and we worked on the, one of the first uh, Federal Reserve Bank building in Philadelphia. Right. And that's another story which we're going to yeah. talk about later. Uh, we're in there right now. We worked on a, a lot of, like, Gerard Trust Company buildings. We worked on a lot of healthcare buildings, the Navy Hospital, the Navy Yard. It just continued throughout the years and then uh, built a lot of the central office buildings for the Bell uh Bell Telephone. Yep, gotcha. For years. So I know when I um, welcomed you guys to the program, we talked about engineering and Wick Fisher White being an engineering firm. Is that the best way you describe the organization? How do you describe it when you meet somebody in this and you say, this is who I am and what I do? Well, I like to say we're connectors in the construction business, in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. We design mechanical, electrical, plumbing, fire protection systems, and provide commissioning services. But we're also, if somebody needs a structural engineer, we refer them to you know, a, a relationship somebody that can work with that firm or what's who's a an expert yeah so uh, we like to think of ourselves as connectors that's uh, strategic why we don't call ourselves wick fisher white engineers we're wick fisher white because we want to expand our our foothold while tony specializes in mechanical and fire protection engineering he's expanding his foothold in industries you might not typically expect it's wick fisher white christmas we're merry engineers Say hello to firms who know, spread some holiday cheer. It's a Wick Fisher White Christmas, something we'd like you to hear. We wish you well with jingle bells and have a happy new year. Now, Tony may not be starting a career in the music industry anytime soon. This charming holiday video really spotlights how the team at Wickfisher White, they're all about building lasting relationships with their clients and promoting a creative, a fun company culture where people can be, well, jolly about their work. So, Tony, I know one of the things that's really important to you is the expertise when it comes to engineering, but you've also learned over your career through your experiences that it's so much more than just that. You can have the technical skills, but you also have to have the relationships to grow the organization and deliver for the customers. And I was hoping you could expand a little bit more about the importance of relationships. Relationships are important because you can not only to get work, but also to share stories, to Mm. share experiences. We're members of the General Building Contractors association where we've had lots of great experiences with others where you know we've been comfortable where someone needs a sprinkler contractor or a general contractor that we uh, tap into their uh, database yeah and uh, there's been other organizations that we're involved with that's been the building commissioning association where we share stories and we're ahead of the curve on a lot of the uh, upcoming issues that are that are problems in other areas yeah absolutely it's nice to know that you have that camaraderie you have somebody you can turn to with uh, with you know the bouncing idea idea off of or if you have any challenges and and how did others overcome those and you can learn from those experiences as well and Jessica I suspect you've had a similar kind of situation as well yeah well Tony he really uh, I've been very privileged to be able to get involved um, in a couple great organizations within the industry crew for instance is commercial real estate women we help promote the success of women in commercial real estate throughout the Philadelphia region and that's been great just to be able to come alongside and learn from other strong women. We're all about helping one another, learning from one another, being mentored, just helping us grow in our profession. And then at the same time, doing business together and helping each other's business. So that's been a great organization as well. We're also involved in ACE, which is a mentoring program. We Mm -hmm. have our vice president, Chris Arnold. He is on the scholarship committee. He's been doing that for many years. So like I said earlier, we love to help promote uh, young people 
people in the industry get started in, you know, architecture, engineering, and construction. Okay, and really that's, that's what A stands for, architecture. Yes. Constru- okay, yes. perfect. I was going to ask that. Yep. And actually, through Crew, we have a philanthropic partner that we give a large amount of money to every year, and we happen to pick ACE this year. Nice. So, And they're actually going to be developing an all-girls team, mentoring team at ACE. So we're really proud to support both Crew and ACE in their efforts as far as uh, you know, promoting women and young people in the industry. Really rewarding, I can imagine. And if I could just drill down, if, if I'm not putting you on the spot, tell sure. us a little bit about more about crew how old is it how large is it actually it is a global organization mm-hmm. the chapter in philadelphia has been around since 1984 as soon as i joined the industry i got involved on several different committees so we've been growing in the region and it, it helps us to get national exposure as well i doing business with other women across the united states that's really great. So I want to turn to Tony because, Tony, I, I know that you have developed an appreciation for also bringing the engineering space, the construction space to life in a new way, because frankly, it can be a little dry depending on who's presenting the information, their passion for that information, and how they're relaying that in a way that others can really appreciate, even those who work in the business. And I know you have a a unique approach, and I'd love for you to share with us some of the ways that you've brought your story to life, especially among your peers, but also for others who who may not necessarily see it the same way you do. Well, part of our approach is to educate our clients on what we do. Mm -hmm. And part of it is Commissioning is one of the things I lead in the, one of the sectors I lead in the, in the in the organization, and we try to. It's an evolving sector, and it's always changing. And there's people that are popping up because there's money to be made in this sector. So we try to educate them on the right way. We partner with professional groups with ASHRAE that we uh, that support us and say this is what the right way to do it. And if you're not doing it this way, you know what is your deliverable? What are your expectations? So we try to educate through videos. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go on YouTube uh, or our website, you can find our videos, trying to educate some of the, the clients. Uh, they're little teasers that can have us call them like, hey, I'm more interested in design reviews, or I'm more interested in what a functional performance test procedure is. They can give us a call. Right. Social media is another way that we sort of get out there and try to you know, show what kind of um, what we're like. Yeah, bring it to life a little bit. Yes, bring it to life and what we're like, our, our website, which um, I want to give Jessica and Elise a little bit more credit than what they really got. They got it done in several months where we started with a firm. We had to cut that firm for some reason, and uh, they took it upon themselves to get it all done. So right. we just wanted to put that in there. That's great. Congratulations, Jessica. Oh, yeah, that's really so, great. But uh, we put our families out there. We said, hey, listen, we're a family organization. We want to be like a family here. We have a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I like to put a little humor into my uh, my business, too. Yeah. Uh, Share with us a couple of examples, because I hear you can sing and play. Well, uh, uh, maybe I did not. a little. Maybe um, not. Well, no. <laughs> I put my mediocre uh, uh, music skills to work uh, right. as part of the Building Commissioning Association. We had a conference in Nashville, and I was looking for something um, something quirky to invite people down. We were supposed to do a little video, and uh, I was looking for a puppet. And the puppet, we couldn't find one. And right. so I was asking everybody in the office, and it became kind of a joke that Tony yeah. can't find a puppet. Right. So instead of doing a puppet, I did a, um, I did a little music video with my ukulele. Yeah. 
and then just about uh, did you I, sing as well or just, yeah i sang okay. i sang a little ditty uh about yeah. come down to nashville nice. to the gaylord opry yeah and uh it, they actually put it on the big screen we went to the grand old opry actually nice. at the uh as one of the events we went down there and they put it up on the big screen which is kind of comical yeah it's comical it's cool but it's also memorable you know yeah. hopefully people will walk away from there saying oh yeah wick fisher white that's a cool firm yeah and actually uh one of the, the the engineers came back from scranton and said tony i found a puppet which i brought here today yes. uh, it's not good for radio but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a yellow and um a yellow a orange beak duck yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great and how often do you use that? And what do you, you know, do you, do you uh, entertain the, the staff in the office? Well, I'm thinking about using, doing annual reviews with it with uh, Good Duck, Bad Duck. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we're <laughs> using. We're still trying to name it. Right. That's great. we we'll see how that works out. Yep. Yeah. It's our new mascot. Be sure to check out the important advice the team at Wick Fisher White has for young professionals who are just starting their careers. Head online to 1210WPHT.com slash select for our full interview. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Special thanks to the team at General Building Contractors Association, also known as GBCA. The expert construction professionals who are members of the GBCA are literally helping to build the future of Greater Philadelphia. Learn more about all that GBCA does to advance the commercial, industrial, and institutional construction industry by visiting GBCA.com. An extra special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great marketing and creative services professionals at our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia and at Entercom. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune in to our growing Greater Philadelphia podcast anytime at 1210WPHT.com slash select. Independence Blue Cross, a proud sponsor of the Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. Learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Green and Spiegel is a full-service immigration law firm that specializes in helping businesses grow in the Philadelphia region and nationally through global corporate migration. Learn more about Green and Spiegel at gns-us.com. As one of the 10 largest banks in the U.S., TD Bank has approximately 2,600 employees and roots, tracing back to the community for over 150 years. Learn more about TD Bank at tdbank.com or call 1-888-751-9000. The greater Philadelphia region has over 3 million skilled workers in virtually all occupations and industry sectors. Our diverse workforce contributes to the success of regional, national, and international companies throughout the community. For more information on Philadelphia's workforce, visit selectgreaterphl.com or listen to the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast at radio.com.